The festive season is in full swing. We have Christmas just a few days away, New Year's right around the corner. And this time of the year, I hear common themes of it being quite overwhelming or people finding it hard to stick to their healthy habits. So I thought, why not put together this podcast episode with some of my top ways to stay healthy this festive season and support yourself through this festive season so that you can continue being your healthiest and happiest self and you can continue nourishing your your body. And before we get into the content, I want to just remind you that health is a lifestyle and there is no bandwagon to fall off. And even though I often see December treated as a bit of a write-off month or, oh, you know, it's too busy. I'm just going to get back into it in the new year. December is setting us up for the new year, right? So if we continue with these habits, if we continue making these healthy choices and continue choosing to nourish ourselves in different ways, we don't have to be perfect. You guys know, if you're whether you're new or old I'm very much about not having to be perfect and just doing the best we can not shaming or guilting ourselves in those other times but knowing that every choice you make does have a difference and that's an incredibly powerful thing to know because you can choose and you can choose again and even if all of the choices aren't necessarily what is best for us it's not the end of the world because we have so many opportunities to nourish ourselves to help our bodies our minds our souls thrive So every choice we do make can make a difference, whether big or small. So just not seeing this time of year as a write-off. And yes, it does get busier. Yes, there can be some unavoidable um, craziness in our lives. But that is where one of the principles around boundaries that I'm going to be sharing today will come in handy. And there's many other ways to help yourself make these healthy choices, to help yourself continue to embody health and continue to make these choices that are going to support you um, and we can make it easier with these tools that I'm providing you. So I'm going to give a little debrief with the list of things and then we're going to go dive deeper into each of them to give them all the time and help really provide enough context and extra tools and extra information to help you really embody these lessons. So what I'll be covering in this episode are some of my favorite ways to stay healthy this festive season, which include utilizing the 80-20 rule, taking a healthy dish along to your functions, eating the sweets after your main meal, staying hydrated, of course, moving your body in some way every day, practice setting boundaries, got a lot I could say about that one, prioritizing nervous system health, Not skipping out on sleep, please. (laughs) I know it can be one of those things that go out the door of all of the social things, but please don't skip out on sleep. It's so important. And we'll chat more about that later in the episode. And last but not least, spend time in nature. And now there's probably a million more things I could add to this list, but I wanted to keep it really simple and concise because we don't want to add to the overwhelm of this time of year, right? And just because I'm providing multiple different ways that you can stay healthy doesn't mean you have to nail all of them. You might take just a couple of these and run with those and that will be really supportive. We never have to do everything, right? It's not an all or nothing and getting trapped in that all of or nothing can actually be really detrimental for helping us stay on track because that's what leads us to feeling like we're falling off the wagon. Whereas if we realize it's not all or nothing and 
every little thing does make a difference, then we can just continue implementing those little changes, little choices. Um, and it really, really, really has a big impact in the long run. So let's start with the 80-20 rule. Now, when it comes to food, I am a big advocate of eating real food majority of the time, majority being key, because if you are only eating real food, depending on the place that's coming from, that might also not even be the healthiest option, right? And yes, we want the majority of what we eat and the majority of what's on our plate to be real food, but there are going to be other times where you want something that might not be the realest food or that is a little bit more processed or that does have some sugar or gluten or certain things you might not necessarily eat all the time, right? It is Christmas. Most It's most likely that you're going to be exposed to certain foods that you wouldn't necessarily eat other times of year. There are certain things that I'd say just don't even bother with. For me, one of those is candy canes. Like I don't really understand the appeal of those and there's just nothing good about them. But some people might love them and that might be your soul food. And that's okay too. If you did want to have a candy cane, just make sure it's not like making up the majority of what you eat, which if it was, you would be very hungry and probably on a sugar high the whole time. So I can't imagine you'd be feeling very good. But so what I'm saying here is when it comes to meal choices, even though it can feel like when those functions come around, we might eat more than we normally do, or there might be not as many real food options available, or there's just like a lot more sweets and desserts and Christmas treats and all these kinds of things. When we look at it and we zoom out, realistically, this isn't every single meal, right? So I often hear people say that it's like, oh, you know, I've got like my work function. I've got a couple of family things to go to. Even if we're going to four, even five functions per week, which is probably a lot. I don't think I'm going to that many at the moment. But even if we were doing that, we eat 21 meals a week. So if we can still make majority of those real food meals and chances are at the functions, there is going to be some form of real food available. So you can have your real food and then you can have the other things alongside it, right? As an accompaniment of it, not the whole thing. So What I'm getting at here is just because we do have more functions happening or just because there might be times where different food is available to us or whatever it may be, don't write off all the other meals you have, right? And this is the beauty of when healthy eating really becomes a healthy habit for us, when it's just something we're so used to doing, it's so much easier. We don't have to think about this. And I totally understand if you're in that phase of still developing that habit and that's okay because it can take time. Um, don't guilt yourself for that. If you do need to put a little bit more conscious effort or you do need to try a little bit harder to choose those healthy real food meals, that's okay. But know that there are 21 meals we eat a week and probably a bunch of snacks too. So just focus on when you're not out and about, when you're not at a function, focus on those real food recipes, focus on getting lots of beautiful whole foods on your plate. For anyone who kind of needs some inspiration, really easy when it comes to um, real food recipes, going for simplicity is often the best way to go, right? Meat and veg, fish and veg, um, different like salads. It's this time of year here in Australia, for those that are listening from the Southern Hemisphere, it's warm. Salads are a beautiful addition. Um, And if you're listening from somewhere else in the world and you're having a white Christmas and a white winter, then amazing. You can have all those beautiful stews and casseroles and things, right? But focus on getting lots of veggies in, lots of fruit, lots of good quality meat or protein of your choice. If you don't eat meat, then if you have fish, have that. If you don't have that either, then beans um, and all those different legumes, tempeh. 
Um, nuts and seeds can contribute towards protein. So just focusing on getting real foods in, those whole foods. That can be really beneficial. And like I said, you're not out for all the meals. So we can often use it as an excuse and be like, you know, um, there's just a lot happening. There's a lot of social gatherings and it's a busy time. So it might feel like we have less time to cook. But realistically, it's about how we choose to prioritize our eating habits and our spend our time. Um, and you can make that choice. And it doesn't have to be hard. There are so many easy real food recipes like breakfasts are so so easy that one you can pretty much tick and I'm a huge fan of savory breakfasts and I can't remember if I've talked about it in one of the podcasts in the past I probably would have but on Instagram I've talked about savory breakfasts and I'll continue talking about that but just having some like scrambled eggs and veggies what an amazing way to start the day it's going to be great for your blood sugar levels it's going to support with reducing cravings throughout the day and that's already getting some veggies into your morning so even if you're out for lunch and dinner that day you've already started off the day really well and it's going to be easier to choose what you want to eat because your blood sugar levels are going to be in a more balanced stable level because what can happen is if we have a really sweet breakfast or like a really processed breakfast or something like that then it gets to lunch and it's harder to have that self-control right because our bodies already kind of like a bit funny with the blood sugar levels and we'll be craving the sugar we'll be craving the sweets or craving the more processed things so if we can set ourselves up by having real food when we can it's going to make the other times easier to make healthier choices as well and remember doesn't mean you can't have things that you want so it's i'm not saying just eat the real food stuff and eat the salads or the stews or the whatever it is the barbecue here in australia it's a great time for barbecues I'm not just saying you could only eat that. If there's some Christmas pudding and you want some Christmas pudding, absolutely go for it. This is where that 80-20 rule can come in. And it's like if 80% of what you put on your plate, when it, whether you're just looking at one meal or you're zooming out and you're looking at 80% of your week, this is really going to make a massive difference. So that's a little bit about the 80-20 rule. And then the next couple of tips are going to support with that rule as well. So the next one is to take a healthy dish along. So if you're going to a function, like let's say you're going to a family member's house, or let's say you're hosting, you can choose what to make and you can choose to make a real food recipe. There are so many delicious real food recipes or real food versions of traditional recipes that are a bit more processed, a bit more or a bit less real food, I should say. So it's really easy to kind of like adapt recipes to be more real food. Like you can look at any recipe online and see the ingredients and okay, cool. There's some veggies in there. There's some meat in there. Oh, there's a bit of canola oil there. Switch the canola oil for vegetable oil. You've just made that recipe a hundred times better. If you know me, you know, I'm very anti um, vegetable oils. So little tweaks like that can make a difference. Or maybe a recipe has like a bunch of, white flour maybe you change that for wholemeal or maybe you change that for almond meal or obviously that's going to change the consistency of it so it's not always as easy especially when it comes to baking but can you see where I'm getting here so let's say there's a lot of sugar in a recipe how can you turn that amount of added sugar down little things like that little choices you can make let's say it's a savory meal and the the source of that meal like you're making a nice salad dressing and that salad dressing in the recipe says it has sugar just don't add the sugar in use other real food alternatives to and less processed alternatives to still make it delicious there are so many good salad dressings that don't include sugar and just make little tweaks like that right so 
it's there's an abundance of healthy recipes out there. There's some on my website. There's many other amazing nutritionists who post really good quality real food recipes that I think even taste better than the not so real food or the more processed or the um, yeah not as whole food based recipes. So check it in on those. Find your favorite cookbook. Find your favorite nutritionist or recipe blogger or whoever it is and get inspo from what they're cooking this Christmas and choose a real food recipe to take along as a dish because then you know you're going to have at least one really nourishing nutritious option for you to consume and then yes you can have the other things as well Um, but again it's about making it easier for yourself by making more of these healthy options available for you. So that one is really helpful and really simple. So simply take a healthy dish along. And this can be a good one for desserts as well, right? You can make a more wholesome dessert to take along so that if you choose to have dessert, which I'm all for for dessert, I'm not one to say no to dessert, you've got like a nice real food option that has lots of nutrients in it as well. So some little tips there. And then the other one is to eat your sweets after your main meal. Now, this is another blood sugar regulation hack, because if you're having sugary things, if you're having dessert and it's far away from your meal, it's going to have more of an impact on your blood sugar levels. So when it comes to our blood sugar levels, what happens is if we are having good quality protein and healthy fats, when we're also having those carbohydrates or those sugars, it's going to help to stabilize our blood sugar levels and slow the slow the time that this sugar is released into our system obviously it also depends where the sugar is coming from is it from a refined sugar is it from a real food source is it um a naturally occurring or an added sugar there's lots of things i could go into here and i have a whole training on carbohydrate metabolism and sugar and blood sugar levels and all of that in my program the real food way but i'm just going to keep it really um, brief here and just say that when you are having your main meal, so you're, you've got some form of protein or healthy fat in that main meal, hopefully, and then you have your sweets after that. So it might have sugar in it, whatever it is, but let's say it is like a bit of a sugary sweet. If you're having it after your meal, it is going to impact your blood sugar levels so much better because the protein and the fat from the meal will help to slow the release of the sugars that were in that dessert. So that one's a really simple, easy hack. Usually it's like the normal sequence of events to have your dessert after your main meal anyway. So this one is probably covered, but just also noticing the amount of time that's going between that. So let's say you have lunch and then two hours later you're having dessert. You'd actually be better off having lunch and then not too long after having the dessert or having that sweet. Um, And that will be more supportive because if you're having lunch and then you've digested your lunch and two hours later you're having the sweet, you're going to need to reintroduce some form of healthy fat and protein to help with that blood sugar stabilization and help slow the release of the sugars in whatever your chosen sweet is. So keeping that as brief as possible, because I probably could do a whole podcast episode on that too, but that one's a really good tip for you as well. And I just want to remind you not to feel guilty around eating sweets, right? So there's no need for food guilt. And when we feel guilty about the food we eat or we feel shame or we regret it and things like that, that emotion can actually be worse for us than that particular food was. I always like to say there's no such thing as bad foods, only bad habits. It's not like you're eating sweets all day, every day. That's where it gets really unhealthy, right? And I hope hopefully that's not the case. And if it is, that's okay, because once we know better, we do better. So 
just noticing that it's like, it's okay to have dessert. It's okay to enjoy these kinds of things. Um, And it's a part of a healthy, balanced diet as well. I don't believe in restriction and really want to encourage you to not feel guilty around it. It's just about the frequency of it. But if we completely restrict those things from ourselves, then we're going to want more. We're going to end up binging on it. And then we're going to restrict again. And then we're going to binge. And we get into what I call the binge restrict cycle. So essentially enjoy the sweets, enjoy the desserts, enjoy the Christmas themed treats and know that what we do majority of the time is what matters. So keep focusing on that 80-20 rule, keep focusing on eating real foods majority of the time and those little sweets here and there are going to be absolutely fine amongst all of that. Just enjoy them and really like savor them as you're eating them. So moving on from food, let's talk about hydration. Regardless of what you're choosing to drink this festive season, I highly recommend drinking enough water and staying hydrated. This is really important in general, and this is just one of the core healthy habits that I teach. And I really believe that this shouldn't go out the door when it comes to Christmas time. And I don't like using the should language, should, shouldn't, all those kinds of things. But ideally, we don't want to let our hydration habits drop. Keep drinking lots of water. Keep staying hydrated. Yes, you may be having more other drinks, like whatever's available at your particular Christmas functions and things, um, whether it's things like kombucha, hopefully not soft drink, but you know, if, if that's something you want to have a little bit of, then remember I'm t- saying no restrictions. So yeah, find your definition of what you want to include and what you don't. Um, or alcohol. So even if you're drinking alcohol and stuff, if you're drinking alcohol, it's actually even more important to drink more water. So stay super hydrated, aim to get at least 33 mil for every kilo you weigh. So times your body weight by 33 to find out how much water you need. Um, And that will be the minimum. So you want more than that, especially those that are in the Southern hemisphere and it's hot here, it's summer, right? We'll be sweating more. So we want more water. So that's absolute minimum, 33 milliliter times our body weight. So stay hydrated, drink lots of water. If you are choosing to drink alcohol, make sure you alternate every alcoholic drink with at least one glass of water in between or drink water alongside that drink. Um, And yeah, any other drinks, you also want to keep drinking lots of water. So really, really important for so many things within our body. Another one is to move your body in some way every day. So we are made to move. Our bodies are not designed to be still and sedentary like we currently are living. Um, So really important to keep moving. Yes, this time of year is busier, but there's always a way to find a little bit of time to go for a walk or to jump up and down on the spot. If that's all you can fit in in a day, then do that. Still do something to get your heart rate up. Just try and do something to work up a sweat even, Um, but just try and find a little pocket of time based on your schedule. If it is a really crazy day, it can be just a few minutes, but if you have a little bit more spaciousness, try and get a bit more work well, a bit more movement in there. So I recommend a minimum of 30 minutes every day and that does include walking. So if you're doing a 30 minute walk, that's cool. If you wanted to do like a bit of a small workout and then a walk or some people work out more, but I say like 30 minutes of moving your body in some way is really beneficial. So even if you're going for a walk after one of your functions or before it, um, or you're organizing that one of your catch-ups is a walking catch-up or it is a more active catch-up, right? This is one of my favorite ways to kind of like habit stack and get 
healthy habits in while also doing other things that need to be done as well, right? Because I love socializing. I love catching up with my friends. If I can combine that with a walk um, and being outside and like, that's just like a dream come true, right? Because I'm moving my body. I'm getting those endorphins flowing. I'm feeling good. I'm getting that fresh air, that sunshine. And I'm also in the company of a friend that I wanted to catch up with anyway, highly recommend combining those catch-ups. So if you've got a friend that you're catching up with this festive season, go for a walk and talk. Um, Take calls when you're walking. That's one of my favorite things to do as well. I have some friends that live interstate that I love jumping on the phone with and going out for a walk while I talk to them rather than sitting at home on the phone to them, right? Little things like that, easy ways to optimize and support these healthy habits. So that's one example. And then let's say you're at Christmas lunch, Um, let's encourage the family to go down to the park and kick a soccer ball after eating some food. Little things like that. It doesn't have to be a soccer ball. It could be even just like going to the park, running around. If you've got any kids in the family, just like playing some games with them, just getting active and finding ways to incorporate it into the functions as well. That can be a really easy way to fit it if you do have a lot happening and it is harder time-wise. But highly, highly recommend moving your body in some way every day. Um, Next, let's talk about boundaries. So this time of year, it's really beneficial to practice setting boundaries. This can be boundaries around food and your choices, or it can be boundaries around time. So because it is a crazier time of year and there's a lot happening and there's lots of things we're being invited to and there's just so much going on at this time of year, right? So this can be a really beneficial time to practice saying no to certain things. Are there things you're just going along to because it's a bit of an obligation or someone told you you have to go there or something you're not really excited about, but you're going because, you know, it's the nice thing to do or it's what's expected of you? Just really tune in to what you truly want to do and what actually isn't in alignment and know that that's okay. And you get to choose and you get to say no. You don't have to say yes to everything. And when we say yes to everything, it can get really, really hectic. And it can also deplete us, especially if we're saying yes to a lot of things that don't feel in alignment with what we want to do, because then it's draining us because we're spending all this time doing things that we don't want to do. And there's a whole conversation I could have about doing things we don't want to do. And there's a difference between doing the hard thing and getting it done when you know it's going to be beneficial for you. But then there's those things that it's like, it's actually just not in alignment. So if there are certain social gatherings or if you are feeling really like you've, you're all socialed out and you're like, you know what, I've had five nights of going and catching up with different people this week and I just need a night at home and I've been invited to this other thing, but it just feels right to stay home and rest tonight. That is okay. You don't have to justify that. It doesn't mean anything about how you feel about those people and we don't have to make it mean anything as well. So even if it's you that someone's saying, oh, actually, you know, I'm not going to come along to that this time, don't take that personally, right? We all have so much going on. We all have things in our own lives going on. And what can happen is we can take things personally, or we can project that the other person is going to take it personally or be upset or be offended if we say no to their plans. But ultimately, if that's your truth, that it just doesn't feel in alignment to go, that is going to better serve both parties involved. So it's going to better serve you, but it's also going to better serve them. Because what could happen if you said yes, because you felt like you had to, and then you end up going, and then you're building up a little bit of resentment because you actually really just wanted to be at home resting. That's not going to be supportive for the friendship or for the, if it's a family member, for either party involved. So 
knowing that it's okay to say no. Um, It means nothing about you or nothing about how you feel about them. And ultimately it's okay to rest because one thing I really love, I heard it somewhere. What was it? Just because, don't mistake availability. Don't mistake free time for availability. That's it. So let's say you're looking at your calendar and you've got a block of free time on one of the days and someone's like, oh, when are you free to catch up? And you're like, that's actually my only free time. Doesn't necessarily mean you are available to catch up, right? And you get to choose. Maybe you are. Maybe that excites you. Maybe you're super extroverted and you love being around other people. Or maybe you are more introverted and you need a little bit of space to recharge in your own energy. Um, Or maybe you're a mix of both. Whatever it is, just know that, Just because there's space in your calendar doesn't mean it has to be filled up. And filling our calendar back to back can actually be a stress response. It can actually be a trauma response because we're running away from our feelings. So we're trying to keep ourselves busy, 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 busy one thing after the next because we don't want to be with ourselves or we don't want to be in that stillness because there might be some emotion there that we're not wanting to acknowledge or there might be something there that we just want to distract ourselves from. So Really just tune in to what feels true and what feels right for you this festive season and know that's okay not to go to everything. Um, And every yes to one thing is a no to something else. So sometimes saying yes to going out is saying no to spending that time with you or something else you might need or a different thing that you could have been doing in that time. So really being intentional with your time, being intentional with your choices, being intentional with which things you want to say yes to and which things you're choosing to say no to. With love, of course. I'm all about saying it with love. It's obviously not about being rude. Um, It's all about tuning into what's right for you and then kindly communicating that if it is a no from you. So that's around time boundaries. Um, And then let's talk a little bit about food boundaries. So one thing I've seen, one thing I've experienced, one thing I hear as a common theme is when we're on this healthy journey and we're making these healthy choices for ourselves, not everyone understands it. Some people are going to have their own beliefs or their own choices that they make or they're just not necessarily going to understand it. And they might be saying, oh, why aren't you eating that thing? Or why aren't you drinking that alcohol? And they'll project onto you that you have to do it. It's like, oh, come on, you know, live a little, enjoy, let your hair down, whatever the saying is. But just know that if you want to choose different, you can, and you don't have to justify that. And it can be more difficult because there can be those characters that are a little bit more pushy with it, a bit more peer pressure Um, I know when I stopped drinking, I experienced this a little bit and it was kind of like, oh, why don't you drink? You know, just let your hair down a little bit. It's more fun when we drink all this kind of stuff, all these stories. Um, And it can be a little bit intimidating at first to keep that boundary and be like, you know what, I'm actually just choosing not to drink at the moment. Or yeah, thank you for the offer of that particular food that you're offering me. I actually don't want that today that's okay. And again, if they're going to take it personally, that's their stuff, but it doesn't mean anything about them. So feeling and knowing that it's okay to say no to certain foods, to certain commitments, as we've discussed, but just like practice these boundaries with family members. So if they are getting a little bit pushy and they are trying to get you to eat more food and you're already full or something like that, I know I'm from an Italian family and um, eating more is just kind of one of those things. It's like, oh, you've got to go back for seconds or eat more. What's wrong with you? These kinds of things. Um, So just knowing that it's okay to say no and just honor that. Be like, actually, I'm going to honor my that I'm full right now. And that was delicious. I really love that, but I don't need any more. Or actually, I've had 
a few desserts already. I don't need that fifth one. Whatever it may be, know that it's okay to say no and practice setting those boundaries if that's what feels aligned as well right this isn't something you have to don't want you having all these rules around food where it's like oh can only have this amount of sweets or can only eat foods that don't contain this 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 you can choose what you want to eat um, and you can choose not to have really rigid food rules right um, and still really enjoy different things. And again, that's coming back to that real food majority of the time and not shaming or guilting yourself, but just noticing those food rules that you may be putting on yourself or noticing, um, yeah, where you do want to say yes or you do want to say no and honoring that. So that's a big one. Practice setting those boundaries around food, around family members, around um, time and socializations and all these kinds of things. So what's next? prioritize nervous system regulation. Oh, this is a big one. And I feel like this is going to be a big theme of 2024, to be honest. I feel like our nervous system just needs so much love. We are living in such a fast-paced society. There are so many things that can really get us in these survival modes and have our nervous system under a lot of pressure and dysregulated. And the more we can focus on regulating our nervous system, the more this is going to benefit so many areas of our health, right? When we are stressed, so many things can't function properly because if our body thinks it's an immediate danger, it's there's some sort of immediate risk, there's some stressor, it's focusing on survival and it's not focusing on all of those other background tasks that are really important and help us thrive, but aren't necessarily the most important thing if our body thinks we're in immediate danger. And it doesn't know the difference between a life threatening stressor or just something that's like a little thing but that's creating stress within our body so really important to focus on nervous system regulation really important to help calm your nervous system calm your body it's going to make a massive difference to all of your health and well-being goals to the way you feel to your energy levels to your immune system to your gut health because you're going to be digesting things better so really focusing on nervous system regulation and i understand that this time of year can be extra stressful whether it is the increased social commitments and the busyness and the franticness of this time of the year or whether it is family drama um, that might be playing out and that's feeling quite stressful, right? Especially when Christmas can be a lot about family. Um, so if there are certain triggers coming up because of that, then it's going to be even more stressful for our nervous system. So we really want to focus on bringing that down a notch and regulating our nervous system. One of the things I always recommend as my first point of call when it comes to nervous system regulation is deep breathing. So when we breathe deeply, we are communicating to our body that it is safe and there's no immediate danger. So deep breaths are a really beneficial thing. So if you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling stressed, if you're noticing that you are dysregulated, first start with breath. There's so many things we can do to regulate our nervous system, but breath is always a good one to just have there as a first point of call. And then I'd say also do other preventative things. Like if you can focus on doing activities that help you de-stress and unwind and can prevent you from being in that 
dysregulated state. So this can be things like meditation, breath work, journaling, or self-care practices, like having a nice bath or going for that massage or facial or um, having a picnic outside in the sun or drinking your favorite cup of tea or reading a book or any of these kinds of things that help you de-stress and that help relax your nervous system is a really beneficial one. One thing that's coming to mind also is that while television can feel like it can help relax you, I would encourage you to be intentional about what you choose to watch. For example, if you're watching, let's say you're putting Netflix on because you're like, okay, I just need to relax and unwind. But then you put on a heavy action movie where there's all this shooting and explosions and things. It's not necessarily going to be the most um, beneficial thing for your nervous system. So if television is something that you want to do to uh, de-stress and unwind, I would recommend making it more lighthearted, funny, kind of like just something light. Okay. Um, and I wouldn't necessarily say TV is one of the best things to do to support our nervous system, but if that's all that's within reach at that time, and sometimes that's just the thing you want to go to, that's okay too. But just like a little reminder and planting that seed to choose your, um, watching material wisely. So prioritize nervous system regulation, really big one. Um, you can also do things like EFT tapping. I'm a big fan of tapping. I've actually got one about stress and overwhelm on the podcast and on YouTube. So you can check that out and follow along with Melissa. She leads us through one that's specifically tailored to decreasing stress. Um, but even if you're just tapping on your karate chop point for anyone who knows tapping, if you're watching the video, you can see me tapping the bottom of my hand. If you are not watching the video and you're watching or you're listening to the podcast, you're basically just placing your hand sideways and just tapping the bottom of your palm so it's not where your fingers are just like the side of your hand underneath that like the side of your palm so tapping can be a really good one um, there's so many things somatic exercises shake it out literally just jump around shake 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 that's a beautiful one for helping our nervous system and helping release stress emotion stored trauma all that kind of stuff so prioritizing nervous system if you're feeling overwhelmed if you're feeling dysregulated Tune in, listen to that, deep breaths and do some sort of thing that's going to support and help you relax and unwind. And on a kind of similar note, we've got don't skip out on sleep. So sleep is so important for so many things. And it is one of those things can go a little bit out the window at this time of the year. I've even noticed like I've had a couple of social gatherings that have ended later than my normal bedtime and I've ended up in bed closer to midnight um, and I really feel the difference this makes on my day the next day um, and on my overall energy levels and just how I feel and how I'm approaching my days and that's just from a couple of those so if we get into that habit of skipping out on sleep or having really late nights it can take its toll on our health so when you can avoid it I recommend still sticking to a good bedtime routine, good sleep routine, wake up routine. It really, really helps. So prioritizing between seven to nine hours of sleep a night, remembering that not every minute that you're in bed, you will actually be sleeping. So even if you're in bed for eight hours, or let's say you're in bed for seven hours, you might not necessarily be sleeping for all of those seven hours. So I do recommend allowing extra time so that you're actually able to get that seven to nine hours of sleep, not just time in bed. 
So sleep, really big one. And last but not least, spend time in nature. So like I've mentioned a couple of times, those that are in the Southern Hemisphere, those of you, my fellow Australian friends, it is the perfect time of year to spend time outside, right? It's sunny, it's warm, it's so nice to be out at a park, um, be grounding with your feet on the grass, to be down at the beach or hiking through a forest, whatever it may be, spend time in nature. It is so healing. And unfortunately, we don't spend enough time in nature as a general society at the moment. There are some people who work outside and that's great. And then there's a lot of us who are more indoors bound. And what I would recommend is just making the most of the outdoors and the healing properties of mama nature, getting that vitamin D, getting that fresh air, grounding being barefoot in the grass, it's all so beneficial for our health um, and it's really going to support us in also regulating our nervous system and these kind of all feed into each other as you will see. So any of these that you can take on board is really going to support you going into this festive season or navigating this festive season because we're already in the thick of it. But I really hope that this episode has helped and it's inspired you to continue making these healthy choices. Remember that December is setting a foundation for the start of next year. And even though it can be easy to be like, you know what, we're only a couple of weeks out of the new year. So I'm just going to kind of like let everything go and I'll start again on January 1st. There's no magic switch that happens on January 1st where it's like all of a sudden we're just able to stick to all these things that we weren't necessarily able to do before, right? And this is one of those things about that all or nothing approach. We're setting ourselves up for failure if we think we're just going to flick that switch on New Year's Day and be like, this is the day I start all these healthy habits. It doesn't work that way. Human behavior change isn't designed like that. And it's slow, small steps and consistency that has the biggest impact on our long-term habits. So choose to make these choices when and where you can. Be kind to yourself in the midst of all this and don't use this time as a bit of like a self-punishment tool and be like, oh, you know, I'm doing so bad with all my healthy habits or anything like that. That's absolutely not going to help anything. And even if you aren't able to make healthy choices all the time, it doesn't mean anything about you. Stop making it so personal because this is something that we can do and this is something that the inner critic loves to do where it's like, oh, you didn't do those things. You're a bad person now. It's actually like, doesn't make us a bad person. Maybe we didn't do the things we said we were going to do. That's okay. We get to choose again. And when we stop shaming ourselves, when we don't necessarily make the choices that we wanted to make, or when we're not necessarily doing the things we said we wanted to do, when we stop shaming ourselves for that, it makes it so much easier to actually change the behavior because then we can be like, okay, cool. I'm going to take responsibility. I didn't do that thing that I said I wanted to do, or I didn't, yeah, I didn't necessarily make the best choice for me. And now I'm not feeling the best because I ate all this food that actually really made me feel awful because I know that particular food doesn't agree with me, but I wanted that short-term gratification and that's okay. Doesn't make you a bad person. Just get to choose again the next time. So really be kind to yourself, be compassionate to yourself and know that you've got this and that this time of year gets to be a lot of fun if we let it be and if we choose it to be. So enjoy the festivities, have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I will be back in your ears soon and really just sending you so much love and so much festive cheer.